Hello and welcome to Finance, Energy and Beyond, brought to you by Stanbrook Consulting, a specialist recruitment consultancy for the finance and energy markets. I'm your host Jack Hopper and in this episode I'm joined by Ikenna Onyema, Digital Operations Lead at Ford. Ikenna is an ex-colleague and friend of mine. He talks about his journey that started with him going to the job centre, to having a career in banking and now digital. I hope you enjoy. Ikenna, welcome. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Can we have a bit of an introduction as to who you are, where you work, what you do? Yeah, so my name's Ikenna. I work now. I work at Ford, and I'm a digital operations lead. And my job is almost like a Venn diagram of customer engagement, customer support. And also working with subscriptions. Um, so we launched subscriptions for cars um, and our app. So I'm in charge of essentially making sure that they're running smoothly, um, getting customer insight, feeding that back, getting um, the problems associated with it, the analytics. So yeah, it's a bit of a bit of everything mashed into one really, and it's, wow. it's always changing. Interesting. And uh, look, our, our journey started a few years ago. I've known you for a few years now. Um, but I think it'd be great for our listeners just to know a bit about your journey as to sort of like where it's all started. Because obviously you're now working in in digital at Ford, which is fantastic. But there's been there's been a journey to lead you to here, right? So uh, I'd love to yeah. hear a bit more about it. Yeah. So my career journey or my journey didn't even start off how I wanted. So I did medical biology at uni, and I graduated. I got two one in medical biology and. I just thought, you know what, I'm going to work for a year, just do anything, work for a year, get money, and then apply for postgrad dentistry. Um, and I just couldn't get a job. So even just part-time jobs, I was able qualified, and for all the jobs I wanted, I wasn't, I wasn't experienced enough. My plan was just to work for a year and then just get experience or get money. So it was at the job centre trying to look for a job. And luckily I was there, one of my best friends actually, we were in the same position. And... But he, want, he wanted to work in the medical field um, so he can go into psychology and clinical therapy. So like, it was nice not being alone going, going through all that. But it, it was it was quite hard because at the job centre, you're, oh, from my experience, this is what I want. But being offered jobs, like, there were jobs where it was like 50 hours a week, and I'm like, that's not really what I want. Or it's in a field you don't want, et cetera. But thankfully, two courses came up. One was getting into work with the NHS. Uh, which my best friend actually got uh, got on, and I didn't get a place on that. Then there was one I was getting into work with HSBC, which is trust. So he got offered to me, and I was like, I'm not really a banking person. They wear suits. I'm not a suit person. I'm, I'm not a suit person. Mm-hmm. Um, but my job center coach was like, just give it a try. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll give it a try and see what it's like. And I loved it. Um, I had a preconception of bankers as all being money orientated, being stuck up, which was, was all nonsense. But that's how I saw bankers based on my experience and when I was younger. I went, went into a bank to save an account and I was made to feel like I'd done something wrong um, by from, from a bank that I won't mention. Um, mm. So I, I just grew up with that thinking. So it took me working with bankers, even just in like a two week stint um, for the programme. And that changed my mind completely. And, and I really, really wanted to work there. Same time I got offered a job by the NHS and then I, got off, then I did really well on this programme. So I was weighing them both up and then I took the HSBC route. And then, yeah, six and a half years later, well, I was there for six and a half years. I did jobs in the branch 
I went on to the grad scheme. I came off the grad scheme. I did a um, Royal digital messaging role, and now I'm at Ford where I do um, the digital operation stuff. Yeah, t tell us a bit about your your experience with the Prince's Trust. Um, that's where obviously we cross paths. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just tell us a little bit more about what the Princess Trust do, because some people might not even know who they are, yeah, what they yeah. do, and, and and how they sort of support you in your journey. So the Princess Trust connects people, young people with opportunities to get them into work, whether that's filling the gap with work experience, um, some educational courses, because there's something, there could be something missing with someone, which is you need work experience in general, or you need to get this qualification, or you need a bit of both, or you just need to be around people that can mentor you, etc. So in my case it was work experience. Um, I'll be very honest, I was very, very fortunate to be on that course. I look back and I'm like, should I have been on that? There should have like, you know, I'd in hindsight, I'd graduated from university, I couldn't find a job. That's a very common problem for a lot of people, right? There are people on my course that had um, problems at home, or some people that were homeless, or some people that um, had problems with the community with, with law, like some people that couldn't tell the times so or the educational problems there. And I look back and I'm like, okay, this is who the program is aimed at. It was any young person, but you, you, you've got that mix of the different circumstances. Mm. Um, it's people that couldn't get into work because of childcare. So they're on that back foot. So they, they needed that extra help as well. Um, so yeah, they connect young people with opportunities and the work of different companies that are willing to want to get involved with that. Not all companies do. So I had to give a hats off to the companies that do actually get involved to bring those opportunities to young people. It doesn't mean you have to get a job. I guess the end goal is to actually get a job in that company or in a company in that field. But the work experience is what helps you. So let's say you want, you want to work in finance. Your dream is to work in finance. To get that foot in the door first, you need, okay, what experience have you got in finance? It's quite hard to get work experience in finance unless yeah. you've been to university, even if you're in university, to get an, a summer internship isn't easy either so it's helping people get that foot in the door in an industry that they need or it might open up a new industry for you that you never even knew um existed to you like like for me so um that's what they do and I, I had a really good experience so for me it was work experience in the in the branch itself so I was in a branch for two weeks um food and travel paid for again a lot of thing but nothing work experience is you go work experience okay but how do I get there and what do I wear I can't afford to do I can't afford to work because you're working but you're working for free a lot of the time so the princess just cover your travel um and they covered food which is a big help especially when you're in job seekers you're not getting much anyway and uniforms also I had uniform and a badge I didn't have to worry about um like what to wear etc and my badge said princess trust people thought my name was prince <laughs> when I was working in the branch <laughs> which was quite funny um <laughs> So yeah, I was essentially being shadowed throughout my time there, or shadowing other people, just helping out on the branch floor. I got a real insight as to how the retail branch operated. Um, so from when you walk in to opening an account to being on the counter to the machines, I got to see all of that. And I gave me an insight as to what it'd be like working. I worked the whole whole day. I worked like nine to five. Um, so yeah, you got a good experience as to what it was like. And then yeah, I liked it so much that I applied and. I got. A, I started a few weeks later, and and then you went from working in branches straight yeah. to the grad scheme, right? Yes and no. So I worked in branch for I think it's two and a half years. I was a customer service officer, which is like your normal 
to everyone listening, that's like your normal, when you walk into the branch, the person you might see that'll sit down with you to a senior, a senior version of that. So I've got a promotion. I moved branches actually to help me actually develop. Um, which is another thing, like when you start working, your development a lot of the time is down to you. So I had to move branches. And that senior role just gave me a lot more opportunity. I have to do more coaching. So eventually help improve the people you work with um, and, and, and your branch. Things like doing more stuff with the machines, opening and locking up. You just take a lot more responsibility and authorize signatory. So you're, you're signing a lot more stuff, your names to it. So if things go wrong, yeah, that's on you. Um, and then I applied for our grad scheme. And um, I was quite lucky the year I, I applied actually when I first got there. Uh, then applied again, didn't get it. And then it was my first time lucky that I actually got on. So yeah, perseverance. And I was quite lucky the year that I applied, they took, I got on. And they took a few of us out from the general cohort and made us into digital grads. So the bank was going through a digital transformation, um, which just means that they were trying to become more digital focused. Um, so some processes that were done manually or outsourced are trying to bring that in-house just to make it just more efficient. So they wanted to, rather than hiring a lot of external digital experts, they wanted to make some of their own. So I was one of those, um, one, of, one of those 10. So wow, my rotations. Yeah, it was quite fortunate. And then after that, we're like the guinea pigs. And then after that, they made more people do our kind of placements. My yeah. first placement was a mobile product manager. So we're just launching an app. Um, for the first, oh, We're launching a new mobile app. So I worked in that team, which let me see how people actually work in cross-functional teams. So you'll have developers there, coding there, testers here, the products team here, the business. Like you have everyone potentially doing different things or working together. Um, towards one goal or like within a two week period. It was really, really interesting to, to, to see that for the, like the first time. Then I went into mobile engagement. Now I've got an app. How do we get our staff and our customers to actually know about it and use it? Just promoting it, which, which is really interesting as well, because a lot of time if you think about the customer, the customer, the customer, but no, like that focus on staff, something I really like, especially coming from in, in like being a staff member myself internally. Yeah. So going into going back into branches, um, learning to code so I could help educate staff as well on our internal website, like that was cool. And then after that, I went into risk. So the risk, digital risk was more um, like, you've got this app here. It was all mobile focus, as you can tell from, from my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do we protect it? What things we need to consider when we're releasing an update? or this new regulations coming in, what do we need to consider? Who do we need to talk to? What needs to be changed? What needs to be prioritized? So that may mean that this, this cool feature that we've got coming, that, that might have to be delayed for a month or two whilst we do X, Y, and Z. So having to think about all those different aspects, um, yeah, made me really well-rounded. And then I was meant to do a fourth rotation. <laughs> I got out of that. Um, I was meant to be either in the contact center or branch. And for me, I just thought, well, I spent two and a half years in branch. I don't think I'm going to get much more value doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. even though it'd be in a more, it'd be, it'd be as a manager, like managing people, etc. with the management side, you're meant to like pick on. But again, from my development side, I'd, I'd been in a senior role already in, in, in the branch. with the management, um, we left in that, but I'd, I was, it was a small branch. So when you're in a small branch, you do a lot more than you normally would in a bigger branch in the same role. Mm -hmm. You get your, you get your hands dirty in a lot of things, locking up, opening up, being an authorized signatory. You won't do that in a bigger branch. There's more managers there to do that stuff for you. Um, and with my development, I like more linear. Sorry, linear is that way. I like more horizontal development, whereas rather than linear. So for me, in most organizations, when it comes to learning to manage people, it's because you're going that way. 
whereas I want to go this way or like slightly, you know, like that. So I didn't see the value for me. So I, I rolled off, which means I just applied for like a, a regular job in, in, in the bank and that was in digital messaging. So again, that was mobile focus as well. It's getting messaging customers and getting them to engage with our app, whether that's downloading for the first time, moving over from our old app, whether it's we've got a new feature, get we, need, we know that you need to use this because you do this manually, that kind of thing. So everyone isn't really mobile focused and yeah. Um, Going back to the Princess Trust side, throughout my journey in, in the bank, I still stayed in touch with the Princess Trust side of HSBC side of things. So whether that's going back in and talking to people that were in my position back then and saying, mm -hmm. this is what this how this is what I think of the Princess Trust and this is how I found the program. And then um then that, that bit there, Ken, is like that's super important. That's that's where obviously I, I I was I was running the course. And I think for for the young people that were potentially thinking about starting the program to have someone like yourself who's got the t-shirt that's been through the process and also to someone who looks similar to them yeah who's been successful in a bank where the perception may be that that's not somewhere where i can reach that's not something that i can do but, yeah. but you're living proof that you can do it i think that yeah. was really powerful even when you're out of the room and after you've come and spoken to the group they were all saying like how inspiring it was to have someone like yourself who's been there and done it and it makes them believe like they there is a they place it, there yeah, for yeah. me yeah and it wasn't even like in a i didn't do it as a like a recruitment pitch but it's more just engage with the program and get where you can from because you, you just never know what doors will open up um whether it's here or, or somewhere else like and you're always being watched when you go into those programs people are always you may not even realize it but you're always being watched and things are being fed back um, so it went from just speaking and inspiring people or answering questions to actually getting involved with interviewing as well. Because on, on the day, again, you get interviewed by HSBC staff to see how fit you are for the programme or what needs to be adjusted for you. So I wanted to get involved with that as well um, to actually help be a decision maker um, as well as just talking to people. So I think that, that helps me a lot as well. Um, being on the flip side of it, it's that added yeah. responsibility. I, li I liked that. And yeah, that without the Finish Trust programme, I don't know where, I don't know why I'd be doing. I would have been stuck in NHS somewhere, um, and maybe doing dentistry. I don't know, but I, I did. I think I took the more rewarding path for me, and yeah, it, it paid off. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's uh, a great, it's a great yeah. journey from like from start starting a program, not really knowing that banking was was a a path for you. Mm. You took the leap, you you enjoyed it, and now you're working in digital, and you've sort of crafted your your skills now right and you're and you're really sort of now you're working for Ford and taking the experience from HSBC and applying that to another company I think it's a testament to yourself on on, on obviously that it's hard work don't get me wrong but um you took that opportunity right and, and and Princess Trust sort of gave you that chance yeah thank you yeah they did Definitely yeah. HSBC. <laughs> yeah of course but it's a great story and I think it's great for people just to know a little bit more about the Princess Trust I think for someone, a, a, a black individual like yourself, who's come through the, the, the Princess Trust scheme, who's been really successful in a bank and has now moved on to something else, uh, it's, it's quite inspiring. And I'm sure there'll be some individuals that are maybe thinking about starting a, a new job or uh, what their next move is and, and, and can sort of take some inspiration from, from your journey. Yeah, um, you know, one, one of the things I mentioned, you know, when I said like, I could have myself in a suit, 
yeah like you see black men in suits but it was the banking side of it like you don't you don't really see like people working in banks so for me i couldn't see myself working there um but i but i was wrong you know but it took me having to do work experience to do like for that for something to change so so i guess for other people like, like the princess trust or work experience programs like some sometimes you won't even realize that there are more people like you in those in those organizations but they're just not as visible so i guess it's, it's our job when you do get in those positions as well to make yourself visible to talk to other people um it's easy to this uh, trust me i know it's so easy you're busy like you want to just do your day job go home do what you want to do but you might even realize that you can help inspire other people or like just even just even if they don't end up where you think they're going to end up just that chat they may have with you or seeing you can make a big difference as well yeah, do you, I mean, is that a similar thing, sort of like where you are, where you are in Ford now? Um, is that something you proactively try to do? So, if you see other individuals who've maybe from a similar background or something from yourself, that you, you you reach out and just make them feel sort of welcome. Yeah, so I've been at Ford now two years, just over two years, and obviously there's the customary black nod when you see another black black person giving like a little nod. Um, <laughs> other times it will be like a like a, like a, a chat. Um, Ford, from what I know, Ford are quite unionised, so a lot of the things you have to do you have to get like approved by a union to make sure that no one's left out, etc. Which, when it comes to like, work experience stuff as well, makes it harder to target those actual areas um, that may need it may need it most. So we we do a uh, hundred, hundred or thousand black interns. I know Ford take part in that. Spoken to a few when they when they come in um, to my office when when I'm in, and just extended like that hand, like if you need to chat. Or if you just want to show me what you're doing, I'll see what I'm doing as well. Here's my email, like Slack, etc. Mm. That is that as well. That's I think that's really important. And to have to look around the room and see someone who's similar to yourself has maybe had similar experiences, um, is, is super important, especially in somewhere like a bank, where from the outside perception it can maybe be a bit scary, right? If if you've not worked in that environment before or you don't see someone like yourself represented there very much. Yeah. Um but look, Ikenna, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. We've got a bit of a, a closing tradition on this podcast. I'm going to ask you this question. Ikenna, can you name someone within your network who's really inspired you and, and tell us why? Yeah, I'll go for two. So one will be um, one of my managers. Can, can we use last names? No, you can last do whatever name. you want. Okay. His name's uh, Martin Brown. Um, and... I had him when I was on a grad scheme. He was my second manager. So when I did digital engagement and he was a man who was extremely well groomed, like on like his beard, hair was always on point, but he wasn't always like, I'm, I'm sure he always was like that. But one of my issues I had with working in finance was how you often prejudge on how you look, not on what you do. And he told me how he used to have like green hair, pink beard or whatever. And he worked in a call center and then he he recommended a book, a book to me about like self-image, et cetera, and how you see yourself. But he, he always made me feel quite comfortable in, in my own skin, literally, like being black and just being in this like quite daunting space sometimes. And I remember when I first had, I've, I've got locks, if you, don't, if you can't see, but when I first had growing my hair, I was doing my, my locks are like that. And I came into work and, and part of me was dreading it, thinking I'm going to get all these weird questions, man. Like, what's going to go? Ah, oh, what's going to happen? And mine was like, oh, new hairstyle suits you. Like, why don't you do it sooner? And I was like, that's my manager saying that to me. I felt comfortable. I, I instantly just felt more like at ease. Like, okay. 
that's good, all right? I won't, you know, sometimes people are dreading, uh, you know, new, new hairstyles, especially if you're black, what's the person going to say? How are people going to react at work? So I'm going to come and touch it, whatever. So I had like a good first interaction with him about it. But even just, um, I was also worried about when you get into a corporate space, a lot of the time people all talk and present and do things the same way. Because usually in a corporate setting or an environment, when someone's doing really well, most managers almost people are like, just copy them, do what they do. They're like, they're doing, they're being really successful doing, doing that. So why don't you copy that? And I always wanted to refrain from doing that and try and remain true to myself or just how I talk and do things. And I, when we, when we first sat down, that's one of the things I said to him. And I think that was important to him as well to make sure that when giving me feedback, et cetera, it was, I'm not, I'm not trying to make you into someone you're not. It's I want you to do things, but your way. I might give you pointers, but I still want you to remain yourself as, yourself. as an individual. Yeah, yeah, don't conform. And I think especially as a like, big black dude, last thing I want to do is to be seen conforming. I would, I, would, I want to feel like myself wherever I am. Because then mm. I can, I, I don't want to be able, I don't want to like mentor someone, talk to someone and, and, and say to them, don't be yourself if I'm not being myself, right? That's, that's not right either. Um, so there's mine. And then the second one would be Alan Higgins. So I'm sure it's not HSBC because I saw I see all the LinkedIn updates. But when it came to um, Embrace was the name of our ARG back when I was in HSBC, it may change now. Um, but Alan was just really important. I'm sure he still is in just even just motivating people to keep doing things and not to get too down when things don't come off. Um, he'd get involved with a lot of work experience things, even just connect me like I remember I had I link, I linked up with a charity to bring a bunch of boys into into our office in HSBC just to get into coding and see what different people do around the bank like brilliant and I didn't know anyone any any people on my floor we had two floors in that building I didn't know anyone on the seventh floor and it was Alan who linked me up with someone and said this person's really good I think you guys will get on who love to get involved and stuff like this just even just bringing people together that I didn't know existed um because, yeah, like you might see another black person down the corridor or in the building, but it doesn't mean you have to go, it doesn't mean you're going to talk to them. Sometimes you need, you may be at an, an event where you talk to each other, like, oh, I've seen you around, I've seen you in the gym, blah, blah, blah. Like, Alan just helped bring people together. And even when there were more serious things going on, he's someone that would always share what he thought and, like, you knew he'd be genuine. Um, that was a big influence as well. Brilliant. Thanks for sharing. I think uh, it's especially with uh, the first example you gave there, being feeling comfortable in in yourself, in your own skin. I'm sure there's others that have exactly sort of the same thought process as yourself, right? Yeah, it must be difficult sometimes. So, uh, thanks for sharing that story. I really appreciate it, and uh, appreciate you sharing sharing your story. Thanks for having me, Jack. Thanks for coming, Kenna. We we'll speak soon.